Geek Shock. Geek Shock. You're what's wrong, Barry. Your mama's is what's wrong. There's plenty wrong. We're heading back. Plenty wrong. Your mama's mama's uh, worst uh, strip club name ever. Oh, yeah. They're they're, uh, knocking down the crazy horse. What? fire. Oh. Oh. Big, huge fire. Insurance. What was that wrestling place next door to Crazy Horse? Oh, God. Does no one remember this? I vaguely remember it, yeah. No, you didn't go there to wrestle. It was like a... It was an auto. I, no, I sure <laughs> shit never did. It wasn't like stripes where you go in, you mud wrestle the girl. Uh, it was wow, pulled that one out. Yeah, yeah. it was literally like a. Uh, they had a ring machine. You and like you paid to go use the facilities to practice wrestling. That's really what it was. No, so. no, no, my friend. There oh. was also they also had shows. There was a show. It was on PBS every so often, oh. and instead of an audience, they had the wall painted with an audience on it. Oh, God. And they had like a wrestling league. Okay, that's sounding weirdly familiar now. I don't wow. know why. Yeah. You, oh, okay. Now you know, I'm, Paul, I'm Paul yeah. mentioned something about a local yeah. wrestling league. Well, wasn't here. there like a training thing? Because I know but that was uh, that, like, Big Black was doing that for a little bit because he right, was thinking yeah. about getting into professional right. wrestling. The one that Paul went to, he was that was at Boulder Station, if I remember right. As opposed to mud wrestling at your mama's. Your mama's yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling you, know. it's I a Google great it name. I get all like regular wrestling. Like I'm trying to remember Greco-Roman. how we ended up there because we didn't go <laughs> there for this. No, um, <laughs> well, I Peppermint to... Hippo was closed. So. <laughs> it, it was here. <laughs> it was at uh, was it Gillies? I think it was when they were the back OG at the, was. the the New Frontier rest that bar slash where they had the um, the mechanical bull. Well, oh, we were there. Gillies, yeah, we yeah. were there one night for the mechanical bull stuff. A mutual friend wanted to do that before she left town. And they just happened to have mud wrestling that night. And it really wasn't anything worth watching. We didn't know it was going to be happening that night. We're just like, why did they just bring out that? No, seriously. Like, we were all just standing there. We're having our drinks. happened to be there on mud wrestling night. Mm -hmm. Yep. Were there midgets? Because we actually had to ask the waitress, like, what are they doing over there? Oh, it's mud wrestling night. Like, like, you didn't know. No, not just so nonchalantly. We're like, oh, so it's just mud wrestling. They did that at the place near, near where I live. Mm-hmm. Except it was uh, it was lube. Oh, they okay. just did uh, Astro Glide <laughs> wrestling. Ew! And they had a little. Uh, it's funny because they had a little kiddie pool, and that was where the lube was loaded up. And then the girls got in there, and <laughs> <laughs> why? Why does that sound more disgusting than mud wrestling? I, it just <laughs> it really does. does. It really does. Well, I found the name of the guy. It was Buffalo Jim. Buffalo Jim's Wrestling Federation or whatever. And he had a place next to the crazy horse. He had a big hat with feathers. And you would yell at the screen. And it would be on PBS. It was great. And, of course, this was you know pre-2008 when he died. PBS? <laughs> PBS? Or whatever the local <laughs> really? bullshit is channel that, is. Is that during the fucking... Donation drive? I think so. I think so. Content like this wouldn't be possible without your donation. <laughs> Buffalo Jim's Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, back to Macho yeah. Man. Yeah, <laughs> really. Macho Man, how do, how, how do you feel about the donation? Oh, yeah. Give money. Liberal broadcasting. Oh. Next on Great Masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> It was great to watch this because the whole wrestling ring barely fit in this room. 
there was only room for the cameras, and then the walls were painted with people's faces to make an audience, and where they would play it up for the audience, even though the audience was painted on the wall. <laughs> They would even have those little uh, vignettes where they were yelling at the uh, at the camera, like like Macho Man used to do. Yeah, Mean Gene, we're gonna get him in the next one. Yeah, all that crap. So it's like glow with less budget. <laughs> Way less. Budget. Todd, it was so tight that when you did the little spring off the ropes thing, mm-hmm. you would actually hit the wall. Oh shit! And bounce off it. That's a special move. That's yeah. extra leverage. Anyway, we used to get like good and drunk and watch that. That's you know that's what. PBS is four. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 647. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And, oh, I almost said Deb. And Vlark. <laughs> oh, you had it right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to wow. talk Week in Geek. Yes, uh, uh, no no Deb to keep us in line, so uh, your, your mileage may vary, everyone. That's right. Deb has been gone uh, since Sunday, and there's no one to tell me Did when to go to bed, pills? so I stay up way too late playing games on my phone. Lunatics are running the asylum. Wait, wait, wait! You, you stay up too late playing games on your phone. Yeah, you know, normally if Xbox. I'm if I'm on uh, or an Xbox, yeah. Okay, okay, that I get. But but stay up too late on your game's phone. Well, I'll be laying in bed, and when you go laying in bed, you, you're not tired yet. I'll just lay on play games on my phone, and then you're I'll, like, I'll at look at the phone. Com. All right, yeah. <laughs> and I'll look at my fo- I'll look at the time on my phone. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get to bed. I gotta get up in like five, six hours. Mm, dopamine button. Yeah. yeah, and all that blue light is just programming his brain to stay awake. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't go to sleep. I mean, blue one would light. hope he's smart enough to turn on the blue light. Filter, oh but please, I actually am. Okay, yeah, it came that way. It did. <laughs> <laughs> and just as you're like, oh, I better get It's to automatic, sleep. isn't it? You close your eyes, and there's Bartimaeus. And Let's we want play. to thank you listeners for joining us, and especially our Kofi members, those that support us. Thank you so, so very much. Oh, yes. Uh, right. So, gentlemen, before we get into what we did this week, uh, the book club is reading The Lathe of Heaven by Ursula K. Le Guin. I learned that from you. Thank you very much. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, about uh, three three quarters of the way through now, yes. and and the book is fucking bonkers. I love it. Oh, I'm really enjoying it. It it has none of that that classic sci-fi itis that I was expecting. Wow. Yeah. Well, that that's that's her. She's not going to bring that to the table. But I I have to admit, fucking bonkers is yeah. I've never heard that for uh, a review of some of her work. It's it's like uh, Groundhog Day, except. When you wake up, you don't wake up. You just stay away, and everything changes before your eyes, and then you are going mad because you have multiple memories of various mm. histories of Earth trying to vibe for a position in your brain. Wow. It's, it's, it's crazy sauce. I'm really liking it. But that being said, gentlemen, uh, what geeky things you do this week? Uh, we'll do it old school. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because we don't have Deb here to take notes of what you did this week. That's right. Really. She's no longer living uh, with me, so I could say nothing. I could say, what, 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 Deb? What? Then so she nothing. gets on her phone and texts Paul. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> um, it's, not fair. It's, it's, a, it's a nasty weapon. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> you, you, you got your glue. Oh, yes. It was on a slow boat from Japan. Took a month to get here. You you ordered a special glue, so special, it had to be shipped from Japan. You waited a month. Wow, you're a professional huffer. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Where'd you get your baggies from? 
I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> and that's all you get to know, listener. Good to know. So let me get this straight. You you wake up, you go to work, you come home, and then you go immediately to sleep because you do nothing no, no, geeky no. at all. I do stuff. I just can't remember what I did. Oh, okay. And I'm the one with the memory problems. Yeah, really. So gotta start taking notes, man. Okay. <laughs> well, let, let, what did you do? What did you do, Jeff? Let me guess. Watch something. I did. Well, Jeff, take man. it on. Went and saw Thor Love and Thunder last night. Ooh. Uh, really enjoyed that. Taika Waititi really has the voice in his head for what he wants to do with that character. And, and the surrounding characters in that storyline. How it fits into the current phase of the MCU, I, I still don't know yet. But uh, overall, I uh, really, really enjoyed the movie. It's got that whole Guardians of the Galaxy, the, there's soundtrack driving the film feel. He's definitely got a feel for that. And I really want to say a lot more about the movie, but I can't because it would be completely spoilerific. Okay, but let me hit you with this. There's uh, a lot of Easter eggs in there. I was seriously for like the first 45 minutes, I was laughing my ass off because okay. I'm like, oh my god, that is a total reference to this. And, if you yeah. could equate it to any other MCU film, tone wise, uh, well, I mean, tone wise, it's probably closest to the last Thor film. Okay, but mm. it still has its serious moments, and it does it really does walk that tightrope between the silly fun humor so like guardians of the galaxy exactly and the serious moments with the way the film is set up i don't i don't think it's spoiler of it because they, they they've shown it in the trailers is korg is basically narrating the the film does it start They're, off with let me tell you how i got to this place <laughs> no but he says gather around children let me tell you a little story about the almighty thor Oh, Come on, and man. then goes You're going into to say it like Taika Waititi. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the Gather voice. Uh, it Gather is now time for uh, Jeff's bad impressions. Jeff, do uh, Taika Waititi's <laughs> version of Korg. No. <laughs> it's easy. Wow. Uh, ship. Want to come? But there are certain points in the film where it feels there are things that are exaggerated because it's him telling the story. Well, I'll, uh, a lot like in Ant Man, where he's doing the retelling, and then the actors actually act out what he's doing. But not to that extreme. Really enjoyed it. Definitely go see it. Definitely stay through all the way to end. There's a mid credits and a post credits scene. Since when? No. In man. a Marvel uh, movie? It just it, it still bugs me. I, I don't know why. It shouldn't bug me because it's their choice. You stand up and just yell. It's no. they, idiot. No, I like. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? There were six don't you total, know by now? There were six total people DC? in the theater yesterday. Amateur. I was the sixth one, and they're all in the back row, so, so clearly they all knew each other. As soon as the credits started rolling, they all got up and left, and I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, wow, okay, not not serious MCU fans, just here, yep. here for the... I hate casuals. <laughs> Filthy casuals. Mm. I mean, they didn't even stay for the mid credit scene, which is the one that really boggled my you know real funny? fans burn. It, it, no. it, it's funny because... <laughs> Even without the mid credits and stuff, they usually do something interesting. At yeah. least with the start of the credits, that's fun to watch. Well, the, the credits were really neat, the way they did them graphically. Yeah, but they didn't even stay for that. They just like <laughs> out. So, so there's a mid and a completely after. Yes. Okay. Like I like that. Very end credits. Yep. Very end. 
and both are important for this phase of the Marvel films. So okay, All phase right. four. Yes. Otherwise phase... the otherwise the MCU. Sure. Oh, listen to this. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, MCU. Oh, get I also finished Ms. Marvel last night. Uh, hey, that's the, what we do. MCU. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be series finale or just season finale, because I, I haven't heard yet whether they've picked up a second season on this. Well, they probably haven't heard yet. In that finale, you do need to stay through. There's a, a mid-credits scene that's important to it. Uh, there's there's not a post-credits scene, but there is a mid-credits scene in Ms. Marvel. That's been something kind of weird with the TV, Disney mm-hmm. Plus Marvel shows, is that even on the same series, yeah. some would end with a end credit scene, mm-hmm. then some wouldn't, yeah. and then wouldn't for a few, and then would, and then have a secondary scene. Yep. You just don't friggin' know. I just end up fast-forwarding at the end yeah, me too. to, to yeah. just yeah. make sure I'm not missing something. You're good if you can get through to the point in the credits where they have the translations. Yeah, at that point you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then then, oh, then you're good. But Now what, I know how what, I'm going to do it. What's fun is... Uh, Watching the credits and seeing obvious holes in the animated credits where they're going to put people in future episodes. Do you never notice that? Do explain. For example, we said, hey, it's the it's the Geek Shock Marvel show starring Master Torgo, 80s Jeff, and then a pause. And then Maple Leaf Matt, you'd be like, well, where's Commander K? Right? But if you'll see that in Marvel uh, TV shows because they'll put new people into those spots. As they come on to the show, like the Kingpin in huh. the end of uh, what's her face, at the end of what's her face, the thing with the stuff. Are you talking about Black Hawkeye? Widow. You mean yeah, Hawkeye. that one, Hawkeye, the the thing. Okay, Hawkeye, the thing with I the said. guy and the girl and there with and the, by, the guy. And by the way, the the thing, the stuff, two great films, excellent films. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Know. The stuff. No one, everyone always says the thing. No one ever gives credit to the stuff. Darn right. I wanted to run out and buy some marshmallow fluff. Right after I saw that. Yes, you do. And I would say that the thing with the stuff is a great name for a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) About as good as your mama's. Yeah. Yikes. Where'd you go? The thing with the the stuff. The thing with the stuff. (laughs) So, yeah. Go go ahead, Jeff. (laughs) I just had to interject there with sure. No, I with the ending. I I suspected there would be a mid credits or at least an end credits because all of the other episodes. There's only six episodes in that series. All the other episodes ended with like four and a half, five minutes worth of time left on the little ticker when the credits started rolling. This one had like seven and a half, so I suspected there was Ah, something in there. But yeah, like ah. every other episode this season, I'm like fast forwarding through, and I'm like, "Is there a mid or there's an a, end credit scene?" There's that Barry hole. Oh yeah, yeah. Waiting to be filled. Always having to run, uh, yeah. run, 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 and then get the fuck out of the theater. Why do you want to go about filling Barry's hole? Kristen? I don't. With the okay. stuff. With I, the stuff. Yeah. I don't even have to the say thing. anything. This the is thing. Great. Just fill the hole with the thing. Fill the with hole the with the thing. thing with the, the stuff. The, yeah. Put the thing in the hole with the, the stuff. The thing with the stuff. It's, you know, coming out of the tip. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> now you took it too far. <laughs> Deb's not here to rein me back. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Yes, like she say. does. <laughs> she just <laughs> shakes her head in that's disappointment. True. That's just, true. You see the cringe. Yeah, disappointment is... <laughs> that, that's not going to hold me back. At first it was an impressionist painting, then he warhauled it. That's right. 
I Warhawked it. I uh, 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 maple thorped it. it. Oh, you definitely <laughs> maple thorped it. <laughs> <laughs> if Maplethorpe was a painter, <laughs> <laughs> he was a uh, painter of the imagination. <laughs> I think there was something else, but I can't remember now. I'm like. I, those were the two main things. There was a third thing. But, but you haven't given us what you thought about Ms. Marvel. Just I, that there was an end credit. Oh, I, do I get to finish? No. Oh, okay. no. Well, I, we, didn't, we didn't promise that. Wow. We just want you to keep oh, going. Okay. Yeah, really. Just want me to keep going. What happened to power uh, No, through? I liked it. I did like it. Uh, I, it's the headphones. What? <laughs> headphones. Uh, no, I liked the series. I did like the series. Uh, it did feel a little compressed, those last two episodes. It felt like there was... A lot of storytelling yeah. that went on in just those last two episodes. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. It, How many episodes was it? Six. I feel like they could have gone eight episodes with some of the storytelling. <laughs> so I would have, they I usually would have, go eight, and it feels stretched. So no, they but, go six, and now it feels compressed. Well, so because seven. Marvel. Seven. Yeah, yes, seven. seven. What the difference? My personal opinion is that the previous episode and this episode wrapped up a little too quickly. With the pacing and everything, was it felt it, like it wrapped up a little too quickly. Was it shorter? Did they do an you know extended episode finale thingy? No, it was fifty minutes, I think, yeah. versus like the normal forty-eight to fifty in the right. other episodes of yeah. this season. So forty-five no. to fifty-five is usually yeah. where they flop. Yeah, around. that's the. I'd say the only criticism is that the the very last two episodes felt very compressed. So I gotta uh, I gotta watch it if only because I you know heard about the changes they've made to kind of like her origin and her powers. Oh, very right. much so, yeah. big time, totally you know, different. Kind of yeah. interested because frankly, the comic really doesn't do much for me. What were so. her original origins? She was powers. kind of like a half-assed Mister Fantastic, more like an uh, elongated man, almost. Yeah. Very stretchy. But like yeah. you said, Mr. Fantastic, he got hit with like cosmic rays or something, right? Yeah. I can't remember how she got in the hey, comics. She just started kind what? of like... I can't remember either. <laughs> like she, she started to appear as Ms. Marvel in her head and just kind of got the powers that Wasn't way. Wasn't she partially Who got my name? <laughs> Wasn't she inhuman or something? I cannot remember. In the, in the comics. In the yeah. comics. I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. That, that sounds like something spoilery for the series, so cool. I'm not going to say anything. Cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. You're here to hear first. Black Bolt makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Is this before he blows his brains that was out? Another in, universe. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other universe. On, what other now? Universe. Yeah. You don't see Black Bolt, you just hear him. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> oh, I do remember something else I get. I got my. Uh, I pre ordered the. Six Million Dollar Man, the complete series on Blu-ray. And that came in today. That was birthday present to myself. Very nice. Happy uh, Wait, happy birthday. Almost. Oh, shit. Almost. I uh, got a gift It's early for birthday present. <laughs> uh, what's fascinating is I when I read the description of what it was, it's just the five seasons, but they went back and they scanned the the old 35 millimeter print. So they're, they're nice, clean, very pristine. Um, but what I didn't know is that there's a... A bonus box in there for the reunion movies they did. I think there were two reunion oh, yeah, movies yeah. that were because they had the bionic kid. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, at one point, uh, yeah, where him and Jamie Summers are married, and oh yeah, and they've got the kids, or they married someone else. Got, but I don't know. It's somebody it's been mar- so yeah, long. I, I don't think they got married because yeah. it's it, they. They, they reunited. They didn't cheers that shit. Rekindled. They, the, they fucked. 
with your heart. Yeah. The they, whole like, time. Yeah. Has so. anyone ever figured out what the $6 million man would be worth in today's dollars? A lot more. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't, I, I don't think $6 million would have been enough had they the technology back then. Yeah. It'd be $6 million and 50 cents. Yeah. What, it, what year did that come out? It was in the 70s. Yeah. Hmm. It's yep. like something like 77 to 82 or something like that. I, I think it was earlier. It As a kid, I always preferred Bionic Woman versus $6 million Man. You really? perv. You fucking... I, I never watched either. I like yeah. you. <laughs> All right. 75. Oh, here All right. we go. So, Item four. So, so while he plays around with this 70, calculator... 73 what did you do, Vlark? I didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, Deb has been gone. And I've been busy with the house stuff. Um, one thing I did do on Xbox Game Pass right now, uh, you can get three of the Shadowrun series. Uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall, Shadowrun Returns, and Shadowrun... Your mom. What's the, what's the third one? Uh, see, uh, see. Shadowrun Hong Kong. Shadowrun Hong Kong. I haven't played Hong Kong yet, I'm but I'm telling you, a great name. Oh, shut up. But <laughs> I powered through the first two, and they're really fun. Uh, it's turn-based combat. It's like XCOM. Kinda. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's like a role-playing game more than anything, where you could get weapons, or you could be like a a, a mage. Or you could be a shaman, or, or I want to be a combat mage in Shadowrun. You kind of can be, yeah. Oh, that that's a template in a lot of the additions. Yeah, you can build your own character however yeah. you want. It's very much like a miniature, like little role playing game. Uh, it's not. It's more like that than it is like XCOM. But the combat is totally, totally XCOM. Uh, I I dig that combat, and I dug these games. Now, the one thing I don't, two things I don't like. One, the music is so repetitive. Oh no. So repetitive. Even Deb, who was wandering around cleaning something while I was playing, she's like, I can hear that music from over here, and I've heard it, the same music for the last 15 minutes. Do something else. <laughs> well, um, when, when didn't Danny Elfman score it? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, well, well, yeah, but, it's, I, but it's like I, that, it's supposed to be like that 90s cyberpunk feel. Yeah, yeah right. And it doesn't really hit right. Yeah. It's, it's somebody who doesn't know any 90s music like that or doesn't know to vary the music up a bit yeah you know and the other thing is the story while kind of neat drags to the point where i like story in in role-playing games but even i was just hitting a to get through it fuck that story (sighs) just just fucking and sometimes it doesn't matter what you do uh, you, could, you could be like the good guy or the bad guy or the middle you know, gray area. It's still going to have the same effect. Yeah. They, they, of course, in cyberpunk, uh, you know, they, they don't call it railroading. It's monorailing. Oh, God. What? This, I could have said maglevving. You, you could have said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you open your mouth, think, should I say this? Does it contribute to, Barry, to the world? Barry, I do that every time. Mm. And you fail every and time. He does the, and then he does the does opposite, the opposite of right? yeah. a normal yeah. person would do. <laughs> Red I, or blue? I've got so Mustard. many editions of Shadowrun. Yeah. Uh, and I've never played it, never run it. Really? But uh, I'd like but to. But you shadowed it. Well, I like the idea. The concept behind it's fun. Although uh, apparently Gibson was like appalled. 
Oh, yeah, I can All see why. All this fantasy stuff in my cyberpunk How world. How dare you? Man. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah, really. That's it is. That's the conceit that there's magic reawakened in the world, and you could be like a shaman, and you could be like a mage. Dragons have come back. But you could be an elf Decker and hack. Decker's like hacker. Yeah. But they, they go into like the Matrixy type of thing. It's it's goofy. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, now? That's a criticism of almost every single edition of the RPG. That hacking, decking, is like its own little sub game that only the hacker can do. Is that yes, like that? In it's the- exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your character goes into this Tron-like world, and you got to fight uh, intrusion countermeasures. Very much like Tron stuff. You're Ice. fighting. You're basically going into little Tron world, but only a Decker can do it. Yeah. So it's that's always been a big criticism of the game. Also, if you, the character you choose is a Decker, well, you're wasting your time because you're always going to have at least one person on your team who could be a Decker. Because at some points you need a Decker to do stuff. Yeah. So why have two? It's stupid. Right. Yeah, you need them to fly into the Doomsday Machine and to merge with Vigor. Hey, yo! Wow, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, mm. Vernon just got a boner. And he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know even know why. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do something about this, but I don't know where it came from. I also <laughs> got Jeff to a tiki tiki bar this uh, this week. I saw that. And the reason I'm mentioning tiki is because, hey, you know, if you like tiki, it is very, it's very much geeky. At least rhymes. It rhymes. I was the trying to avoid tiki. the rhyme, but I can't help it. Uh, we have a geeky channel. Geeky channel. Well, we do have a lot of geeky channels. But we have a tiki channel. On our Geek Shock Discord, uh, would do. you like to? Would you like to participate? Join our Kofi. Why or N? Yeah, no. He uh, he kept talking about it on Sunday. We were gonna go anyway, but he's like, Tiki's really making a comeback, and I'm like, I don't think it's ever really gone yeah, away. Yeah, really no, so well, as... <laughs> there was a decline. I love it. Um, I love this talk about after we, like the seventies. Like there was a decline. <laughs> like it's but we we tried to go to the Golden Tiki yeah. and. That was interesting uh, story. Yeah, how uh, how jammed that place is now. I oh just God, it's I'm so busy now, and it saddens me because I really do like the place. I like everything about it. You know, they typically have either live music or a DJ, but they're. I they're went. Not, a guy had a chainsaw and a log, and he made a tiki while you were sitting there drinking your drink. It's awesome. Huh. But uh, secrets but, yeah. out. No, it's it's just one of those. Yeah, exactly. It used to be a place you could go to just on a whim and go right in and you could find a place either at the bar or there might be a table off the corner but no now you have to have a reservation uh well in advance they don't they don't take reservations for any of the seats at the bar but the bar is always packed and the reservation only gives you two hours yeah and people hold the seats at the bar too like there was a bunch of guys that decided to order his drink leave the drink on the counter and then go outside for 15 minutes smoking because they don't allow smoking in there. So he's outside. His drink is just sitting there. With a little and he's got his bag. covering it. No, he, yeah, and he's got his bag full of his stuff that anybody could just walk by and oh, take yeah. stuff out well, of. let's do yeah, that. Yeah, but he's homeless. But, no one wants any of that stuff. No, no, and he didn't come across as homeless, so. Whatever. Point but, is, and then we went it was to, super busy, so we said, screw this. Let's go to Tiki de Amore. Now, if you're in Vegas, you're going to love this place. It's not an indoor tiki bar. It's an outdoor tiki bar, which you think, okay, Vegas, you're going to to die in the heat. But we we got a nice seat in the shade, and they got misters, and you just deal with it. Misters. A whole bunch of guys. Last night, it didn't fall under 100 degrees until after 1130. Yeah. 
Well, you cool down with a drink. Well, you you go there at midnight. <laughs> and midnight happy You get hour. the full Italian menu from Casa di More. Ah, yeah. Yep. So you got tiki with the entire full Italian menu. Bar and, and drink place. Yeah. Tiki and a cannoli, man. What do you oh, want? Yeah. And Barry was super happy with it until the cover band started playing. Uh, what was the one that released? Oh, the two that set him off were they did a cover of Oasis, Ugh. and then they did a cover of uh, Green Day, and he's Ugh. just like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Really?" But they did do a cover of Six Underground. Oh, okay. So that I went the, and tipped him for that. That yeah. was the only thing that he was not bitching about when yeah. the cover band was, was playing. Cool. I was happier with the regular music they had. They're playing Elvis. Now, now let me let me ask this: uh, with the was it Wonderwall? Uh, yeah. God damn it! There there are other songs from them than Wonderwall. Yeah, but it's a cover band. I know. <laughs> There's other songs to cover. Their cover bands are hit and miss. One time I went there, they were playing Irish music. That was awesome. Oh. Irish music, Italian food, tiki bar. What else do I need? Jesus in my life? Christ. Yeah. A so I really like that place because it's it's still hidden. People don't know about it yet. So you oh, just now you just go right Yeah, really. Everybody. You fuck that shit up. Eh. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna throw it back to you. What else you do? Uh that's about it. Okay. Now now tiki bar. You guys did some baseball. I, it, that's not yeah. geeky. Are you, yeah, but... That's I, not geeky. Sports I'm ball. not talking about... I'm talking sports about hammer. you two. Uh-huh. Is, is there something new happening here? Are you two... Uh, did you guys go see the Aviators? Is that what you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Went, oh, oh, fantastic. Uh, Went to a ball game. I got a Chicago I think, dog. I, think, uh, I, I got Barry to leave the house. Yeah. I got <laughs> Barry to leave the house wow. and go to a sports hammer when game. When the cat's wow. away... No kidding. You know? I, well, it's, your, your, your place has been threatened, Torgo. Hey, Torgo was invited out to Tiki, and he he declined. You were invited out to Tiki. I was. Were were you invited out to Tiki? (laughs) Don't feel bad. I was not. Yeah, I I wasn't either. Well, right around the corner from him, and he won't go. Yeah. It could be right next door, and he wouldn't go. (laughs) But they called him anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Did I not just make... Are you not holding a drink I made you, you fuck you? Oh, there you go. It makes it all better, doesn't it? I know, I know. With the fancy cherries and everything? Fancy cherries, yeah. Well, that's Barry's drink place. Shut up and drink. (laughs) Hell yeah. Right next to your mama's. Oh, boy. I've been playing a game called The Quarry. What's The Quarry? The Quarry is a game by Supermassive Games. Uh, Supermassive is known for putting out basically choose-your-own-adventures in video game form. Uh, Full-length more than full-length, frankly, movies, usually horror, where you make a decision for the characters and your decision figures who lives and who dies. And this is their new one. It's called The Quarry. It's, it's Lance Hendrickson's in it. Uh, Sam Raimi's brother's in it. Um, Ted, Ted. That's the one. And, uh, and it's kind of jarring because it's obvious they did motion capture. They So... You're getting these, I mean, let's face it, video game characters are getting more and more lifelike as time's going on. Uh, but it's pretty jarring when a well-known face goes onto that screen. Hmm. And, and sure, in a movie, you're like, okay, it's Ted, but you move on. Uh, in a video game, it's like, that's Ted, and it continues to be Ted. And so much so <laughs> that you kind of lose what's happening in the story because you're like, yeah, that's, that is Ted. That is, this they... It's Ted, and you, I've been did that for like ten minutes. I just can't imagine if they put Ted Raimi and Sean Gunn in a movie, it, your, your brain would just explode. Oh, I'd, I'd break. Um, <laughs> you didn't see Lance Hendrickson all over Mass Effect when he played the Admiral. Oh right, but that's just it. In Mass Effect, it just kind of worked. It just, Mass Effect was told through a series of cutscenes. This isn't like that. This is cutscene the game. 
So it's it is a full scene with Ted Raimi or Keith David playing Keith David oh, yeah, in true. Saints Row Four. Yeah, what but about again, David Keith? But again, snippets of story and then gameplay. The, this one, the story is the gameplay. Okay. Uh, there are some quick time events, but I, I put that in quotes because they're really simple quick time events. They're not anything like uh, past games where it's like hit wide this quick or else things are going to screwed up. Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, but even even Guardians of the Galaxy, those were kind forgiving. of simple. Yeah, this is even more so forgiving. Uh, the story is a way throwback to the '80s, so much so that the uh, there's a lot of VHS referencing in the game. Like you, you start out like you're actually kind of watching the VHS. All the like special collectible things you find along the way are told from VHS tapes when you go back through the menus. Uh, so it's a very 80s throwback horror story. It's a camp story. It is a bunch of kids stuck at a summer camp and something is offing them. So you got the the naked chick scene in a tent? Uh, not 84. so far, but I wouldn't 84. be surprised. Okay. All right. um, I'm only about a couple hours in. So again, long movie. Uh, but uh, it, there is somewhat scenes of like walking around, but they seem out of place. Hmm. Like it's all movie. And then you take control of a character. You walk around various rooms and look at things until the next cut scene captures. Uh, so I, I, I guess as an attempt to gamify it a little bit more, but is it, is it good? Are you enjoying it? Frankly? Yes. Okay. I am <laughs> just, I'm, I'm picking up. I don't like it. Why? Right. But, uh... And that, that's the weird thing on it is it's, it's, it's it knows what it is and leans heavily into it. Um, and there's a, I don't know what the supernatural entity is yet, but it's obviously a supernatural entity, so I'm involved. Vecna. It's Vecna. I think it's Vecna. It's they, Vecna. they took it right away. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to play a choose-your-own-adventure movie, full-length times six, uh, The Quarry, check it out. Uh, Supermassive also did uh, uh, one a couple years back. I never played it, so I can't speak to that one or not, but... They're, they're known for doing this kind of fun. This is their brand new one and their highest budget one yet. Uh, and while I had COVID, uh, I watched all of The Shield. What? what? I thought you had How already watched all of The Shield. How seasons was that? Uh, that was seven seasons. Uh, oh my but God. but they're, they're not long seasons. They're, they're, they're the British seasons. They're 12, yeah. 13 episodes yeah. per season. Really? Uh, and yes, you're right. I had seen The Shield back when it first came out. And so I wanted to look at it with more modern eyes. And man, did that show hold up. Good. That sh- I, there are few TV shows in this world that I think end perfectly. That is one of them. That is a show that has a story to tell and knows where it wants to end. It, there's, it doesn't feel like there's any chaff to it. It is all wheat. It is all bushel. It is... It is all meat, all the fats trimmed away. Uh, the, it's a crooked cop story at its base. But what I love about it is it's filmed in that style like there's a documentary camera film crew there. So it's, kind of, it's not shaky cam, but the camera is always moving. And so it, you have a very real you are there feeling when you watch the show. Kind of voyeuristic. Uh, not so much vo- not voyeuristic. That. It's just that oh, yeah. you, you just feel like you're there in the room. Like 
the camera person is to your left and you are sitting next to them. Oh, okay. It's it's impressively edited, impressively shot, and the characters are absolutely fleshed out. And even though all of the praise, and deservedly so, goes to Michael Chiklis in the lead role, Walton Goggins, yeah. as his second, steals the show by the end of that series. And in fact, I would say the final season of that, all the praise goes to him. It is his story at this point. He's the, he's the one that you want to follow. He, he is a horrible, awful individual that oh, you God, yeah. absolutely care about. Yeah, huh. And it's impressive how they do that with that character. Because there are times in that show where you absolutely despise that character for who he is. And does a great job of just pulling you right back and saying, okay, I kind of like this guy again. It's, it humanizes these guys to an amazing level that you want to see them succeed even though they shouldn't. Fun fact, the Niners, the, the gang from that show, uh, ties into Sons of Anarchy. Does it? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, 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 same same universe. And you know what? I've never seen Sons of Anarchy, so I, I should really catch that. Um, yes, you won't you won't find any ties to Shield, right? Other than that, I'm just looking for a, f- <laughs> a, a similar flavor. Well, it's Kurt Sutter. Okay, okay. And they use they use Walton Goggins in it, and right. you're gonna love Walton Goggins in in, in the Sons of Anarchy. As I tried to I tried to go into Justified next, and I and I. I just couldn't get that match to strike. Really? I mean, I didn't get too far into it, and I don't know if it's the tonal shift to it. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, it's yeah. It's, what's the name? Uh, Elmore Leonard's based on one of his stories, Justified. Hmm. And my understanding is as that show goes on, it's supposed to be spectacular. It is, but I would go with Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Because that that's, that's a lot of fun. You've got some great character actors in that. Look, on, you got Kim Coates, man. What, do you, what else do you need? Hmm. Uh, but Walton Goggins is in it, and he plays a transvestite, <laughs> and it's great. It's in later seasons. It's, in later, right. it's in later seasons, but it's fun. And they, they they use some of the same actors. The blonde guy with the spiky hair, he's in it too. Oh, really? For like a couple seasons or something. Um, I loved Sons of Anarchy, All and right. you know that the Mayans picks up. Afterward, I, I heard that. But there's talk of the potential of a, uh, maybe a prequel, like okay. how the Sons of Anarchy became who they are. They, I'm they, not uh, a big fan Aztecs? of prequels. <laughs> <laughs> no. Huh. Oh, prequel. I'm sorry. The Toltecs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice try, Jeff. I got it in yeah. there though. <laughs> so if you're looking for a good, tight, meaty, and dark series, The yeah. Shield is. Sp- Spectacular. Now, for a half a second, I thought you meant Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is also a good series. It's, it's a good series yeah, in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going to describe Agents of no. S.H.I.E.L.D. as tight and meaty. No. <laughs> There's a joke there. I can't get to it. I can't get to it. And you'll find it at your mama's. Oh, Kirsten, what you do this week? <laughs> well, I uh, started off with uh, watching The Offer. Ah. I watched the offer. Uh, really enjoyed that. that I still need fun. to finish that. I actually uh, ended up binging it because oh, nice. uh, it just it was cool. Uh, the performances are extraordinary. Yeah, Miles Teller is probably the weakest one in there, and he's good. Uh, but uh, Matthew Good, oh my God, as Robert Evans is Jesus, just off the wall, fantastic, and uh, everybody in there 
everybody in there is is amazing. It's Miles Teller is great, but I've heard he's difficult. Uh, maybe, but um, what I heard, yeah. But he was good in this, and like I said, it, it's no slap because it just means that I mean everyone else is amazing. But the whole, the whole, the whole damn cast. I, I didn't see one single performance in there that bothered me. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, you learn a few things. There, there are liberties taken. There are some things in there that did not happen in the making of The Godfather. But overall, it's uh, it's actually a lot of fun just to watch as a as a series about making a movie. So you got to take liberties with like a biography or. I still need to watch that all the way through The Godfather. I always catch like snippets here and there. Ah, same with Scarface. Yeah, what is it? Just a slog? Does it not move fast? Or no, it just just never sat down and watched it. Because I remember having trouble watching it the first time too. I was younger. Uh, I just couldn't sit through it. It's until, definitely not a younger person's yeah. movie. Yeah. Until I went with a friend of mine to the Man's Chinese Theater and ah. saw The Godfather there. Nice. That was awesome. an amazing screen. That was mm-hmm. a good time, man. Yeah. Speaking of taking the liberties. I finished Lonely Boy, the Steve Jones Sex Pistols autobiography Okay, that the Pistols TV show was based on, off of Hulu. Talk about fucking liberties. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because uh, you know what a center piece that, uh, a character that Chrissy Hind is in that TV series. Yeah. As a character. Um, she is in four sentences of this biography. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. And, and it's basically to say that Steve Jones has gone, yeah, I shagged her. That's that's pretty much all that's yeah. in there. Wow. And he didn't care all that much for her music when she went off and Footnote. became big. <laughs> I didn't care much for the music either. Right. But and that's, Barry didn't shag her. That's all that is in the book. And she takes up about 20% of Did they just need a love space. interest or something? Or? I don't know. But but even what so. What they needed was whoever, whoever they got the player who looks alarmingly like Ana de Armas. And, and the... Uh, the character that the bodies song is based on, the uh, the abortion character in Pistol, yeah, uh, also about two sentences in the biography, and they d- devoted a whole episode to her, yeah. So, yeah, big time liberties if they wow. base it off that book. Wow, Kirsten, did Man. you ever see uh, the Robert Evans documentary? Uh, no, the kid stays in the picture. No, I haven't because he narrates that and he makes a couple of brief appearances, but. I'd like to. Watching that and then watching archival footage of Robert Evans giving interviews and stuff mm-hmm. and seeing Good's performance, it's amazing. Yeah. He captures the inflection, the tone of voice, and the mannerism so well. Yeah. And like it's, it's, it's uncanny. And you, you realize where that, that particular stereotype mm-hmm. of the Hollywood producer yeah. comes from. Because you, you're watching that and you're like, Jesus, he's being yeah. cliché. Well, Evans was actually a bit of a walking yeah. cliche. Oh, yeah, and he, and he admits it too. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I. He's like, if I was going to be, you know, said I was, if somebody was going to say I'm one thing, I'm going to take that to the nth degree yeah. and just play it up. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it, uh, very much the. Uh, oh, I don't know if I'd quite call it fake it till you make it, but sort of along those lines, just be the be whatever they think you are. You know, very interesting, very cool. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, enough interaction with uh, New York Goombas Barry that uh, you'll, you'll, get some, you'll get some tugging at the heartstrings and missing uh, the old country. I'm from Jersey, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but um, 
It was oh Oz Country. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> so I did enjoy that. Um, All biographies have to have some lies if they're going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yes they do. Just they wait do. till you read mine. Well, these it's going to be. All lies. Yeah. Well, this one, I mean, they 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 made some interesting choices for that. Well, like, look at the jerk. He was born a poor black child in Mississippi. Yeah. First mm-hmm. off, starts with a lie. Mm-hmm. Great biography. Um. <laughs> okay. Where am I going? Where am I going? Oh, well, you got you have to remember that it's Cat juggling. There's a lot of there's a lot of liberties taken because it is from the perspective of Al Ruddy, who is the yeah. It's it's based on his remembrance of events. I don't right. remember if he actually wrote a, a book and then it's based off of. The, I just remember like in the credits it says, and then some of the it says b- behind the scenes stuff based, it's based on, on his. his memories right. and memoirs of that there's a, actually not memoirs but somebody did write a book about the making of the godfather and i forget who that person was but that's part of it well i mean he never like published it but he apparently wrote down a lot of stuff that he remembers um going on around the time so mm-hmm. he wrote his own memoirs for his own personal use or something like that but he never published anything yeah. did you ever see the motley crew one i forget what oh, it was yeah. called that was, yeah, whole, that was half of that was lies. A lot of liberties in there. Dirt, right? It was dirt. Did yep. the That's dirt actually a review I read about the offer actually meant, said something along the lines of, it's not as bad as dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but the dirt was fun. Well, and that was a weird thing, too, because Motley Crue authorized the dirt. Yeah. So you want to talk about kind of revisionist history. They probably looked mm-hmm. at it and said, uh, make this change, make this change, and then we're fine with it. So yeah, yeah. it probably didn't delve deep enough into the Paint somebody. our mythology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, always, it always bothers me when, you know, the artists get involved as a producer. Because uh, even, like, uh, as much as I liked Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Queen was a producer on that uh, film. So there, there are certain things that get, Gatekeeped? Yeah, exactly. Gate, mm-hmm. There, there was some gatekeeping going on, and right, yeah, and that's, I read about that. That's yeah. been that's been leaked out over the years since the movie's been out. But you know, they you know they were very careful about making sure that Freddie Mercury's legacy was not tarnished. Be, be tarnished. Yeah. Well, can you blame them? I mean, I you're going to produce it. it. You're not going to produce the crap. Well, no, I get it. Only Barry's going to do that. I get it, but I'm also kind of like one of those, if you're going to tell your story, tell it blemishes and all, as opposed to... I want to hear Jeff tell his story. Well, I'm going to have to have Jeff tell my story, because apparently, and we talked about this Ah, this week, uh, I can't remember half of my story. I remember stories he told at Trek that he's like, I did that? (laughs) Feel you, bro. Like, yeah. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> so my biography, which is going to be half lies. It's going to be called The Crap. The Crap, yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember that. The Barry Robb story. Yeah. <laughs> but but according to Jeff, this is what I did this night. Okay. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah that's, what, yeah. that's what it should be called, according to Jeff. <laughs> my life, according to Jeff. <laughs> my life, according to everyone who remembers it. Because yeah. I don't. Now, I think only half lies. So, I remember, like, so I'll be sitting in a chair in a smoking jacket with a pipe. I'll be like 80 years old telling the story. All right, so this is what 
I don't remember, but someone kind of <laughs> said I did. So take this with a grain of salt, thus establishing the unreliable narrator so I can do whatever I want. There you Spot go. On. Rocket ships. And, and it opens with stuff. him fucking two supermodels on a bed of cash. At that point, all credibility lost. <laughs> oh, we've, we've, we've had table like storytelling. Uh, Barry, Deb, and I just, you know, when we're all... The, the rare times that we're all here in the house at the same time. And Deb will start telling a story and Barry's like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Oh. This is my life. Um, I'm cool and I do cool shit. Can't remember all of it. I also CRS. got Morden Kanan's Monsters of the Multiverse, Ooh. which is a D&D release. And that's interesting because it foreshadows changes to 5e uh, that are coming. They're, they're, I am interested. Yeah. Tell me um, more. Well, they did a lot of... It's funny, they didn't mess with the core races, but a whole bunch of the various monster player races, they changed things in uh, in their mechanics. That's what I heard about that book, is that they changed a lot of like, the goblins and the right. uh, Kokra and the what they're, Kenku. And, and they're doing things like uh, they're totally adopting the Tasha's thing where you can put your ability score adjustments wherever you want oh yeah because we're being racist toward orcs that's right and um, you can't see this i'm rolling my eyes the big thing is actually it looks like uh they're going to be mucking with short rests what because now every ability that used to be recover on a short rest is gone uh now it's like you can do it once a day what the hell are warlocks gonna do or um you can uh do it a number of times a day equal to your proficiency slot. And everybody is actually wondering what's going to happen to Warlocks when they release their 5.5 in 2024. Oh, dude. But that's definitely going to be the biggest adjustment. How about they worry about ungimping rangers before they go yeah. messing with the Warlocks yeah, and short really. rest stuff? There's nothing wrong with short rest stuff. <laughs> well, that, that apparently, it's funny because I'm watching it and a lot of people, I'm watching on YouTube comments, and a lot of people apparently hate short rest. It just makes the game too easy. Uh, you can recover too much, too quick, and... As far I as know. I know, there's a few uh, what do you call, a few classes that have some short rest abilities that recover, and warlocks who all their stuff recovers at short rest. Right, and then it takes an hour out of your time, and, yeah. and you're fine. No, which that's a short rest. Yeah, there are a What's lot of people who don't like that. So it's really that's what you get when you have the assholes, you know, the loudest mouths <sighs> making uh, making people getting getting heard. So that's that's like one of the bigger things. Then there's a bunch of, there's little things like abilities where you had like, it was like a spell-like power that you could do like once a day. If you're a spellcaster, you can use a, an equivalent spell slot to use it multiple times a day, things like that. So say like your Dragonborn Breath, mm -hmm. if you're a sorcerer, you could actually use spell slots for that. Well, that's a gimp than anything. So why would you even bother I've played Dragonborn before, and that the breath is lame. <laughs> it passed um, like second level. So there were things like that, They'd foreshadowing changes to come. I heard that so. the, a lot of the monsters were just rehashes of old monsters. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I was going through that, and I was not seeing a whole lot of new monsters or anything. So I think a lot of it is because the, the change to the playable races, there's 33 of them. So it's like a huge part of the book right there. 
And I think that's uh, that's a, the big thing. Being a bugbear, a dwargar. Um, looks like they got rid of short races. Uh, short races. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, really. Sub races. <laughs> and so now it's like if you're a dwarf, you actually will get at third level abilities you can select that would lean you more towards the mountain dwarf or the hill dwarf or the whatever, you know, stuff like that. That That's how that's kind of going. And what's, the race bu- you, what's the race you hate? Halfling? No. I hate halfling. He hates oh, halflings. you hate halfling. So, of course, I always okay. play halfling. Yeah. Barry loves everything. That you don't like. He's a whore. <laughs> I don't like everything. I don't like flying races. How are you going to give a first level character of flying race you apparently you make their fly speed equal to their walking speed that doesn't matter it's still flat you're giving them the spell fly innately yeah but it's it, a 30 foot fly that's so what eh. i'll take a 30 foot fly i just figured something out here if we want barry to actually like a thing we need to make sure that kirsten hates it first yeah mm. that's that's the formula now to get barry to try anything that he's like yeah. i hate that i don't want to, uh, i don't know i don't uh, like your opinion jeff barry hates jeff, everything. i hate that idea yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i'm yeah. giving you satisfaction fly is uh, one of the one of those changes because they're doing things like uh, everyone now has a, a thirty foot speed, so no, none of the short Why? races Why? have a twenty five. That doesn't make any sense. So many go race a child, see who wins. There were so many races now. <laughs> me, me, it's going to be the child. You can actually no. select: are you medium sized or small sized? So what? What? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that so you could play like a little person? You mean like a halfling? <laughs> like, no. a, well, is there a? Yeah, oh, that that's interesting. I'm yeah, like, not oh, all but a can of worms right but now, then, but, but there are. Yeah, can, 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 instead of a halfling, can you play like a human midget, a dwarf, a dwarf? Human. Is that is, is that is that actually a dwarf? Actually, or is that humans dwarf? are not humans are not addressed because they don't they don't attack the uh, the base the core races. So uh-huh. it's it's bugbear, goblin, hobgoblin, dwergar, triton. Uh, All welcome in yeah. Waterdeep. Yeah. yeah, the fairy. Um, lots of fae. Lots of fae. Why do they go um, so crazy with fae in the I last uh, batch of releases? The stuff I just don't care. About. I don't know. I guess a lot of people like to cosplay wearing frilly shirts. I don't know. I, I blame the the YA novels. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah there I, it is. You know that it's sort of like a sort of like that aspect of wow, like uh, Paulette hates. When I when I start something and I don't give a map, she just hates that. <laughs> she just she wants that map. Needs that mini map right from fucking yeah. right, right in the corner, right, right corner from right from get go. And I'm like, well, this village doesn't have any maps. Which you know, back in the day, that right, actually, right. and she'd be like, I call bullshit on that. Jesus Christ! You, like, you, you, you loot the room. You find a map in the corner. Yeah, okay. and it's funny because the whole idea was to build the map as we go. Sure. And yeah. just, Some just people like the cartographer explore, aspect. Explore. You know. Nah. She. Remember she, the she early days out. of D D? Someone would be the map maker. Yeah. 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 So that was me with the, the little squares. Yes. You are a little square. Just a little. But. Uh, Little, little and square, um, but not small sized, <laughs> medium. That's right. What is that? Um, what race can do that? Oh, you know what? I'm of course now. I'm totally fucked. What? You know, it doesn't matter because it shouldn't exist. So you know things like that. So it's interesting in that it for 
foreshadows what kind of changes they're going to make when they put out the commemorative whatever the hell set in 2024 because that'll be the 50th ah yes anniversary wow yep that so so there was that in other D news they also put out a free to download uh first adventure like a zero level kind of adventure for a spell jammer fun oh. yeah well mm, i read it okay not fun it's okay <laughs> it's it's just to introduce people to role playing in general. I think you're glappy. It's there. I'm glappy. It's there, but they don't give any rules on spell jamming yet. I think they're holding that back for the book. Well, I want to see how they're changing the universe. Pro- I- and it can't be for the worse because it can only be for the better. Because I love spell jammer. I love the idea, but the rules are all screwy. Well, I I'll be glappy if Barry just fucking runs something. Oh, right, right. man. I'm moving houses. I gotta get all my oh, shit out of storage you because you can't. Right. Because I'm tired. I I, no, I I mean, because he's the better... G, uh, the oh, yeah, better yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. it's true. He's the better one, so... I, mean, I don't know about that. It. I'm a little out of practice. Oh. It's, it's been a minute since I've run a game. Oh, dear. I, oh. You know who's run a game more recently than me? Deborah. Yeah, but only online. She won't run live. Won't run for she, us. She, for, for, for us. She, she would run like a one-shot for us, maybe. Really? Maybe. Right, because it hasn't happened yet. She's busy. <sighs> yeah, running for Houston. Online. It, not that often. <laughs> on a computer. <laughs> Jesus. It's actually easier to run stuff on a table, I think, than it is to run that's stuff on a computer. Yes. That's their real friends. Okay? That's, that, that's, that's part of my problem friends. with the, the Roll20. Uh, we did a, we did one uh, two weeks ago. Man. I was going to do another, and uh, something blew up in my face a couple hours before we started. But oh, once I get back from Francine and Jerry's, we'll do another outing, get, the, right. get the gang together again. So. Once he's not buried in puppies. Yeah, yeah. Dogs puking and Always dogs. a good time. Yeah. All right, let's do a little so. bit of mail. Okay. Hi, guys and Deb. Been playing catch-up with the podcast during work, and I finally got to episode 643, Ying Yang Yog, which film traumatized me as a kid? Akira. My dad thought that because it's a cartoon, it would be okay as I was just three years old (laughs) and busy with playing with my toys on the floor. Wow. After some time, I hear a gut-wrenching scream and turn around to see Tetsuo's transformation. Oh, no. To my toddler eyes, it was the single most disturbing thing I had ever seen. And with the original Japanese audio, it sounded even more alien to Mm. me. That's Mm. fair. For months after, I had terrible nightmares. And even now, with many kinds of body horror, I get a sense of real panic and fear like nothing else. Glad to have the time to listen once again, and Vlarg, I'll be back on the server soon. Thank you all for continuing the Weekend Geek, Sam. Sam, thank you for sharing that. Hey, yeah, Sam. I can see that being pretty goddamn traumatizing. Jeez. It is pretty damn traumatizing. Thank you for uh, mentioning the server. By the way, you should be playing Minecraft. Uh, good things are happening. But... I have Jack the Akira Casino. soundtrack. It's awesome. Yeah. I have it on CD. I've played the hell out of it because I loved that the sound of that of that movie for the longest time. And Akira you just love was the body screams. There's no screams in the soundtrack, but for the for the longest time that that movie was like the bar of anime for me. Anything anything not as good as Akira, I never even watched it, which is why I didn't watch a lot of anime. Yeah, really. Um, and for soundtracks, oh man, that was that was the best. Is one of the best. Canada. 
Uh, He's always calling out for Canada. Right? Not Canada. So are we in the States. Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to pronounce it wrong. Nevada. Canada. No, no, no. You take that back. (laughs) That's a pet peeve. Where do you live? What state? What state? Denial. What state? Despair. (laughs) Okay, fair. That's fair. Nevada. I know. I know. People say Nevada. People on TV. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> CSI, the original, yeah. set in Vegas. Yeah. And what's her face? Georgia Fox would always say Nevada. I want to punch her in her stupid mouth. Do a little research on your character yeah, really. from Nevada. Well, when, you know, your exterior shots are frequently houses with grassy yards and white picket fences. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And there's always, the streets are always wet. Always, always wet. wet. Always wet. wet. Or at, it, at it the, just finished the... raining, and I'm like, seriously? It or doesn't at rain at the corner of you know Harmon and Flamingo. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> oh god, that was a, that was that was a huge pet peeve with me while I was watching that series because they would frequently say the corner of two parallel roads and it would drive me absolutely batty. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one though was one season they said uh, that's out off of Durango and like uh, Harmon and I'm like. And they said, well, there's nothing out there. And I'm like, there's a fucking shopping mall out there. It's a little strip mall. <laughs> like, in a grocery store. I can only imagine what it's like for people who live in New York where many, many oh, things wow. are set. Because when I, when, I, when I am watching something like that, I like to Google it and see if the buildings are, are exactly like they say. You have too much time. When I'm watching something <laughs> and I'm on my phone. And- You'll find that it's usually... The city of Toronto. Yeah, really. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Like, I'll see the TTC bus go. I'm like, they didn't even bother to get rid of the white and red. Yeah. I'm like, that's clearly TTC yeah. going down the streets right behind them. Like They do that in suits. Yes. Yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah. It's all Toronto. Bleecker Street. Uh, another piece of mail. Uh, good day, fuckers. Oh, boy. I'm sure you've you all... stop s- it there. <laughs> I'm sure you've all seen the first image from the James Webb Space Telescope which was released recently. Ad nauseum, yes. Uh, This single image covering an area of sky approximately the size of a grain of sand held at arm's length contains thousands of galaxies and untold billions and billions of stars and planets. Multiply that by how many grains of sand it would take to cover the entire sky and the number of stars and planets is beyond human comprehension. He just cut and pasted the fucking article into his letter. That's some Carl Sagan (laughs) shit right there. But we're alone, guys. With so many planets out there, it's ridiculous to think that our universe isn't also teeming with life. Exactly. And even if a tiny percentage of the life goes on to develop intelligence, there must be countless other beings out there who can also contemplate the universe just as we do. I wonder, somewhere, millions and billions of light years and actual years away, is there a single intelligent being that doesn't think Vlarg is a jerk? <laughs> Love and hugs, Ozzy Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ozzy. <laughs> well, I wonder if uh, that'll be in his next, uh, his next uh, science fiction story he writes, <laughs> Generation Ship. Well, yes, yeah. You know, where... People are having crises of faith, and they don't go where they're planning to go. They end up to planet Vlarg. They're like, what a bunch of assholes. Let me tell you about this Australian piece of shit. I, I, I say that's, Let the, me e- tell you. that's okay. the email of the year. So in the Tiki uh, forum on our Discord, I'm like, hey, who has Tiki bars around you? And he says, ugh. They even have them in Melbourne. Ugh. Don't you ugh, Tiki, you rotten 
Australian. I don't have anything bad hey. to say about Australia. Hey, Nevada. It's Melbourne. <laughs> you don't, you don't give me that. <laughs> Whatever. Now, some of you have asked about the smacketing uh, because it's it's known that yes, I yeah. have uh, made it a full year reading every single Marvel comic of 2005 to 2006, November to November. So, as was announced on the show, then that would be Barry getting a smack. Originally, it was from Matt, but Matt's a nonviolent guy. He's chickened out. Uh, so, pussy. Uh, we want to make these, this, the smackening a proper thing. So, we've, we've been discussing terms, but I want to make sure that you know that it's going to be very satisfying, and we are going to capture it on video for you to see. So, it's, it won't be just audio. It will be glorious. Pay-per-view? <laughs> I, I think any monkey out there should be allowed to see it. All right. Yeah. All right. It's, All right. It's, 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 it's going to be that satisfying. And then you need to read a lot faster so right. I can have mine. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because now I've, I've, I've continued on. I've now begun the second year. So 2006 to 2007. You know, getting into World War Hulk territory. You know? oh now, is this by the year or is this by the, the individual? Meaning, if you miss next year... Say something happens, you fall oh. behind, and you miss it, and there is no smackening. But then the next year, you hit it. Do we skip Barry uh, hitting oh, uh, Matt, so, and so it, no. it goes so back I, to Barry being no. hit again? Oh, I see. No. So if I stop no. here and just move up to 2008 yeah. and start from there, yeah. I don't just, agree to this. Then it's I just think, another... Yeah. That's a bunch yeah, of crap. Yeah, I think that sounds... I like that idea. I that think that's a good sense. system. Nah. I think Matt <laughs> likes the idea a lot. He clearly likes the idea a lot. He's all smiles over here. Quiet, but smile. <laughs> <laughs> so it is coming. It will be satisfying uh, to all of us, but Vlark. Generally. Deb's really going to like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Yay! Oh, yeah. Boo. No. Sony has set an August 11th, 2023 release date for Gran Turismo, the video game adaptation from director Neil Blomkamp and Columbia Pictures. Jason Hall wrote the screenplay. Here's the logline. Based on a true story, the film is the ultimate wish-fulfillment tale of teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Uh, the racing video game was created by Polyphony and uh, Kazunori and Yamauchi in 1997 and hailed as one of the most authentic driving simulators in its class for its focus on precise graphics, driving physics, and attention to detail of its cars, which players would build and race. Uh, this series has sold more than 80 mi 85 million copies. Uh, Blomkamp's filmmaking credits include the features District 9, Elysium, Chappie, and most recently, Demonic. So, Gran Turismo, the video game, the movie. Why can't I just watch racing? <laughs> I liked your log line. I was waiting for you to get to the interesting part. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of plot? The action? Yeah. Well, so that's so, why it's in. News don't give a shit about. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, up. it's the story of a guy who played a racing game, took those skills, and became an actual race car driver. I liked this a lot better when it was called The Last Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's actually happened because F1 has done that. There's been a guy who uh, raced on simulators mm -hmm. until become an actual F1 driver. Forget his name, though. So, so this isn't even... Not original. You know, yeah, It's already happened. Yeah. Did they make a movie based on that? No. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. There's lots of 
people that do stuff on simulators before they become actual like pilots. You know, sir. <laughs> sir, sir. You know the smackinians back on. <laughs> oh, are you gonna? Not, are you not not push out? <laughs> yeah, and actually do it. Well, oh, I want to smack you right now. I don't <laughs> care what. I don't care what he's read. <laughs> Two thousand eight is right around. Yeah. The corner. yeah. <laughs> Notice you. You all realize I'm talking shit to someone who's got like a hundred pounds on me. It's fine. Well, if he if he actually put that hundred pounds on you, but and then we'd all laugh. you know he's 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 not. He's gonna he's gonna puss out. He's a gentle bear. He's gonna walk a bear. <laughs> I can't hurt the bunny with these paws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, next door to your mama's is uh, yeah. daddy's. Oh wow! Then that's the that's, that's where the, the bears. Oh, yes, that kind of oh that's, that's that kind of that's where the bears work go. He's yeah. got the beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would do well. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. Next story. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Leather Daddy objects. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Polyum. What? Polyum, a company that advertises itself as, quote, building the products and infrastructure of Web3 gaming since January of this year has announced a new home video game console system made specifically for Web3 Gaming. What the hell is that? <laughs> for those unaware, <laughs> Web3 is the current buzzword for the proposed next iteration of the internet, which will use NFTs, cryptocurrencies, and other blockchain technology. Eat all the dicks! <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the video game console called the Polyum 1 will offer 8K HDR graphics running at 120 frames per second, ray tracing, and a host of other features exceeding even the best of what Sony and Microsoft are currently offering. And the machine runs at a balmy 250 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Its controller will have haptic feedback, a touchpad similar to the DualSense, but also a Touch ID system to make purchases on crypto platforms more secure. (laughs) Oh, okay. Of course, the controller will also have a wallet button for ease of funding all those new Web3 games. <laughs> wow. According to the official roadmap, a functional prototype will be made, quote, in a few months, ahead of a planned launch in 2024. Pre-orders, however, will be available much earlier than that. And of, of course, course. <laughs> those pre-orders are being done through an NFT minting process. However, there are a few notable gaps in Polyam's game plan. Uh, for starters, there, there Person's are, perked up. <laughs> Gaps? Are, uh, for starters, there are no games confirmed for the Polyum 1. Oh, okay. Uh, the site shows a prototype uh, UI that lists Grit, Axie Infinity, and Decentraland as titles, but none of those games have confirmed compatibility. Uh, Polyum states that it's, quote, currently in talks with multiple game developers to bring their titles to Polyum 1. As which, in they ran into him in a bar and said, hey, do you want to do something for Web 3? And the see, guy turned his back on him. Which I, see, I thought it was going to be they fired off an email to someone with info at whoever, yeah. hoping to get something back. <laughs> they, they, or, or, hey, hey, I know you got in trouble for those loot box holes, whole shit that happened a few years ago, but I got this other thing called NFT, Bitcoin, all that shit. You want to be a part of it? <laughs> hey, hey, I got a new system. Want to come? Yeah. Uh, please, yeah, please, yeah. Please tell me EA is involved. Uh, there's also no specifications available for this console, meaning we 
have no idea how Polyon plans to outperform a PS5 with its promised 8K graphics. Uh, Polyon's short business plan is full of buzzwords and hopeful language. It's also not clear on how it plans to source parts for this next-gen console in the world suffering massive chips shortages. Uh, But most tellingly, there's little info on Polyon as a company. It's not known who they are. It's an NFT. Where they're located or how to contact them outside of a Discord channel. (laughs) Plus, uh, Twitter users have also noted how the company blatantly ripped off the GameCube logo for its console, and given how crypto and NFT games are so full of scams that even the U.S. government has finally decided to take action, buyer beware. I love this. Wow. (laughs) You could probably pay wow on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They must have just go to the next step and sell it by calling people at random. Yeah. <laughs> Same way the, the people try and tell me I need my the, my car's extended warranty is oh, uh, yeah. is up. Do you, do you know the government is actually the FCC has actually put out the word stop carrying those? Really? Stop carrying the auto warranty uh, call thingies? Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Well, they're going to replace it with you could buy this yeah, machine. Yeah, really. You can you can. And would you like to buy an extended warranty for your polyum? Huh, yeah. Bill here. Yeah. Buy a polymer system, please. <laughs> Man. We can get... Ben Stiller is set to direct a film adaptation of The Champions, based on the 1960s British TV series. He will star opposite Oscar winner Kate Blanchett, and each will produce their own... Uh, through their own production companies. I don't even know what the champions is. In the champions, a plane carrying three UN agents crashes in the Himalayas. The agents aboard are rescued by an advanced civilization secretly living in Tibet who grant them enhanced intellectual and physical abilities. When the agents return to the outside world, they use their new superhuman powers to become champions of law, order, and justice. Dun, dun. Wait, <laughs> what, what, was this a... Old TV series or book or comic? What was it? Yeah, this? it's an old British TV series. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I am the first to poo-poo the, a Ben Stiller superhero show until I remember that he did Mystery Men. And Mystery Men Mystery was Men a was joy. Good. That was a delight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it going to be like tongue-in-cheek funny? Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I know, I don't so. know enough to... But hopefully so. Who knows, maybe Ben Stiller is trying to branch out into something more serious, but it's Ben Stiller. Yeah, he's going to develop the Stiller-verse. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm Based on old okay. 60s, he's going to do the Avengers, the British Avengers. Oh, mm. dude. Yeah. Ben Stiller's yeah. Avengers. Yeah. It's got to be see, funny. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Blanchett as Emma yeah. Peel. Yeah. You know? And you put Stiller in a derby hat, give him a cane. You know what everyone forgets? Everyone hates Smash Mouth's All-Star. Yeah. But that's from that movie. Yeah. Yep. Mystery Men. That is a Mystery Men soundtrack song. Yeah. No, okay, that- not all soundtracks were good. <laughs> <laughs> I point you again to the, the triumph that is the Legend soundtrack, except for that last song. Is your love uh, strong enough? Who, that was redone by uh, Trent Reznor and his wife. How to destroy angels? Is your love strong enough? No, actually. <laughs> All right, that was interesting. Yeah, I would listen to that at infinity. There you go. I'm working on it. Can't can, can do that. Yeah. yeah, make an album. Cut an album. Just do all hey. soundtrack covers. Hey, like I've had. That. I've got time. I've been working on my music. Yes. 
With like a recorder? What? <laughs> Casio SK-1? No, French horn. One of the easier instruments. Yeah, he bought a slide whistle. <laughs> a kazoo. <laughs> we need to start a kazoo band. No, we don't. No. Yes, that's my... That's don't. Vlarg's great idea for the, for wow. the show. Where's the... I can, I can hear the quotation marks in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to my attention... That I've had some great ideas, amazing ideas. I share them with everyone on the show. It came to your attention. Yes. It, does this happen during your quiet bathroom time? Yeah, it's, really. It's been pointed <laughs> in out the shower? To me that at least once a show, I have an amazingly great idea. At or, least once a show, boy. That's <laughs> wow. And yeah, I want to yeah. point this out. Who, I who think, has been I think, pointing this out? I think out? Deb saying stuff when she wants to get laid doesn't just, count. Just Barry. people have been saying it. All right, just people. Okay. Don't yeah. worry about what people. <laughs> yeah. Just like our last president say. You know, so I've some people say. Everybody it. says like I've great ideas. Um, China. Uh, <laughs> and this is mine for this week. I think we should have a kazoo band. This is this is as high as it gets for you this week. The, I see. The terrible thing is, like, I'm the only one here who's on board with this. You're right. I'm totally like. Let's okay, do it's going to be uh, Kirsten and I. Will be a, a duet. Band. It'll be a kazooette. Oh, and I have beer out of a jug today. There so you go. I can play the jug. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, nothing goes with kazoo better than. Oh yeah. You play the pretty well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's some Danny Elfman shit right there, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I get bought a broom this jug of handle, beer, but put it on a pail with a piece of string. Yes, I'll get some overalls. Yeah, couple, we all got to wear overalls. This is not getting any better. A couple toilet paper rolls with an empty Kleenex box and elastic bands. Yeah, oh, there you go. Oh, a couple yeah. of a couple of spatulas and some PVC pipe. Emmett Otter's brown jug band or whatever this is shaping out to be. <laughs> I don't remember it being brown, but sure, I guess. Well, this is the brown jug, <laughs> is it not? Am I not looking at 1.89 liters of well, it used to be? Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. You're looking at about half a cup. How dare you use that British European trash metric system? Sorry, it's got like four cups of beer. You got to do the thing with the lip like this, just as if you had some chew between the tongue and and, and the lip and the cheek. That's how you. No, this how is, you do this. This is your great idea of the week. This one right here. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Brown jug band. Geek Shock Brown Jug Band. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a great. Want to read the rest of the news? Damn there it! You go. I think uh, I think Todd could play the Jaws harp. Let's talk oh, about the microscopic oh, mites oh, living on our faces. Uh, wait, what? And Todd plays Ugh, the way to bring uh, bring that down. The sit down steel guitar. There you go. I oh, like the guy from Roadhouse. I fucking hate the sit steel guitar. <laughs> I know you do. Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> It's exactly what I, I would said. rather listen to an accordion stuck to a crying baby. Well, we can. <laughs> we got that too. <laughs> oh boy, that's great! I just see Todd doing his best Jeff Healy impression. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, microscopic mites on the face. Uh, mites like the Demodex follicularis. You know what? I'm not, no, no, I'm not even going to ding him because those things are hard to say. Come on. Yeah. Well, they're on your face. They're deliberately working against you. True. Uh, follicolorum. Demodex yeah, follicolorum. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, they live their entire lives inside human pores. As many as 20 mites per pore. Gross. And we benefit from them almost as much as they benefit from us. Almost. In the distant past, they were likely true parasites. 
but millions of years living on and in human bodies have changed them and us. In a new study published in the journal Molecular Biology and Evolution, Alejandra Perotti from the School of Biological Sciences in the University of Reading, or is that Reading, and colleagues sequenced the genome of D. Foculorum and found... <laughs> of, of D. what? <laughs> De Foculorum. What's the matter with you? Oh! Weren't you listening to what? You kiss your mother with that mouth? At your mama's. <laughs> then fuck you! The f- <laughs> I'll be over at Daddy's. And <laughs> not have read that and thought we wouldn't catch that. Come on. And found that they've changed dramatically. We've likely been living with these mites for as long as we've been human. Now, our mites are dependent on us for their survival. Fuck you, Lord. Unable to survive anywhere else, even other mammals. Wow. Quote, they can no longer survive outside our skin. We are witnessing the shift from parasite to symbiont. We offer shelter in a symbiotic relationship, and they clean our pores, Parati said. These mites exist on practically every single human. There might be a subset of population who doesn't have them, but it's very small if it exists at all. I say we track them down and rub our faces on them. Yeah. Holy shit. One of us. And they are passed from mother to child during birth or breastfeeding. Scientists paint Or at your mama's. Man, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get an extra set there. That and pink eye. scientists painstakingly gathered a population from a single human host for dna sequencing the mites are incredibly fragile and about half of the sample population was lost during cleaning eventually however they gained enough material to sequence the genome in addition to changes in the body plan they used to look like spiders but now they look like tubes Scientists found that the mites had turned off genes they no longer needed, particularly those related to UV protection, because they live out their lives inside our pores and they're only active at night. They no longer have to worry about the sun. Quote, we've totally synchronized our entire lives. During the day, we are awake and they're asleep inside the pores. During the night, when we are I'll show mine. sleeping. I'm going to sleep in the night, in the daytime. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. <laughs> the fuck you, Lori, out of here. <laughs> During the night, when we are deeply sleeping, they're very active. They move from pore to pore to mate and reproduce. And they're also very likely using our melatonin. In mammals, it puts us to sleep, but in small animals like mites, it gets them very active, Parati said. Uh, The mites, however, aren't capable of producing their own melatonin anymore. The genes for that activity have been lost. That's a problem because they need melatonin in order to gain the energy needed for feeding and reproduction. Uh, Luckily for the mites, humans secrete huge amounts of melatonin while we sleep, and the mites have adapted to borrow some of it for their purposes. Quote, it's a very old relationship, they are a part of us, Parati said. That's just disturbing. Well, you got lice that live in your eyelashes, too. You oh, God, that? ew. Yeah, they, inside. Yeah. Especially you. I clean my eyelashes daily. He doesn't want to get pink eye. You yeah. probably also have like your mama. three to ten worms living in you right now. Oh, God, why do you got to say that shit? There's plenty of shit I know. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> that's part of the reason I never got into the medical field. Oh, yeah. S- some things, I'm happy never knowing. We yeah. are our own <laughs> ecosystems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially Andy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, just a fuck you from, out of, from left field. Joke of the day. <laughs> 
Daisy Ridley is set to star in a futuristic sci-fi thriller titled Mindfall, which centers on a popular black market drug. The movie will be directed by Matthew Kasovitz, who did La Haine. And the script written by Graham Moore, who did the imitation game. Mindfall takes place in a near-future London, quote, where the most sought-after drug on the black market is memories, physically removed from one person's brain and implanted into another using new illegal illegal technology. Top trafficker, artist Varno, that'd be Ridley, removes reminiscence from those looking for a quick buck and then sells them to clients who pay top dollar for these mems that bind to their subconscious effectively becoming indistinguishable from their natural memories. Meanwhile, she battles her own addiction to the mems, often struggling to distinguish them between the life she's lived and the memories she's implanted. So when she's accused of murdering one of her clients, Artis's instinct is to doubt her own mind, but decides to solve the crime herself, hoping to clear her name, but questioning everything she's ever thought to be real. And as she pulls back the layers, she realizes she has every reason to do so, unquote. Green light. Hmm. So, Mindfall. What was the Ralph Fiennes movie with Juliet Lewis? Strange Days. Strange Days. That sounds like Strange Days. And there was the Memory Pills in uh, the Watchmen sequel. Right. Not a new idea, but still one with, I think, a lot of gas. What was the the movie where, like, um, the water level's risen and they only live on the top floors and they go into these machines to relive their lives. Their oh, past. yeah, yeah, what, li- yeah. what movie was that? Oh, the one with... Um, uh, it's Hugh Grant, it. right? No, not no. Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> Robert Carlyle? <laughs> is it Robert Carlyle? He's no. a soupy sales? No, yeah. <laughs> there are not names. Robert Carlyle, the Birmingham, <laughs> Hugh Grant. That's going to bug me. I just saw it, too. It, it was good. <laughs> yeah. That was Hugh Jackman, right? It's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie, though. Kitty Carlisle. Hugh Jackman. That's not the name of the movie. That's the name of the dude. (laughs) Anyway, it's a Hugh Jackman movie. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, there's another kind of movie. One that that was okay. It was just okay. It was just okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it had a, a good little cap to it in the end. I liked the world it built better than the story it told. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Bright. Or, or as we call it, Shadowrun. <laughs> it was very much Shadowrun, the movie, wasn't it? Well, you're going to get a bright two, but that I mean, fun got slapped yeah. away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that got slapped Slap away. that one well, right we down. We don't need those characters again and get other ones. That's true. I was interested in that world. I, I wanted to see it. It was, yeah. was kind of Shadowrun y, except without, without <laughs> a little runny. Deckers. Just a little runny. Just a little runny. Yeah. A little runny. You just, you know. Shadowrun without the Deckers. Yeah. Yeah. It was announced back in 2020 that the Disney attraction Splash Mountain was going to get a rebranding and redesigned based on the 2009 Disney animated pick The Princess and the Frog. The ride currently resides at both Disneyland and Disney World Parks. And under the new name, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, it is set to arrive in late 2024. Splash Mountain has been based on Uncle Remus's Br'er Rabbit story and Disney's controversial 1946 film Song of the South, which has long been... Discontinued and... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant... Hey, do you dum, suffer dum, from dum. hemorrhoids? <laughs> uh, it's uh, based on uh, yeah, the awesome 1946 film Song of the South, which has been discontinued and disavowed by the company. 
The focus of the Imagineers in this updated effort is to pay homage to the history and heritage of New Orleans. Uh, Deadline reports that, quote, the Flume Ride's new incarnation will pick up the story of the movie after the final kiss following Princess Tiana and Louis, or is it Louis, as they prepare their first Mardi Gras performance, unquote. So just like New Orleans, it's really hot and sweaty. At the end of the ride, you get mugged. <laughs> Why did they change it from a mountain? Is the, Are the mountains not a thing anymore? Now it's not Splash Mountain, it's... The Bayou Adventure. So it's not a mountain. Does it count as a mountain? What is I don't think they're... Well, maybe they'll change the outside of it, but I don't think they will. I, I think they'll... Yeah, I think structurally, you're going to have that drop no matter what. Well, I think... Okay, I yeah, mean, the ride's going to I don't mean structurally. I mean, is, does it count as a mountain? Right, where there's Space Mountain and the Matterhorn. Disney and their damned mountains. Thunder Mountain. Me. Thunder Mountain, Splash yeah. Mountain, Space right. Mountain. I guess it doesn't matter anymore, really. Cause the Twilight Zone new, Mountain. None of the, what? Racist Mountain. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I lost a hat to that mountain. And now, Batu. Now there's got all those mountains in the bayou. Mountains. Exactly. I lost my hat on the ride. It just blew right off my head as I was going down Splash Mountain. And then I went to the guy at the front. I was like, "Is there any chance I can get my hat back?" He's like, "No." The lowest point in the country. <laughs> the, the The hat has claimed. There's a mountain there. The The, the mountain has claimed your hat. <laughs> Yep. Wow. I'm he's sure like, he's like, question like, dude, times a day. I fucking only make $9 an hour. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. I ain't risking is. my life for your fucking hat. Honestly, it amazes me the number of things people lose on those rides because they always say, like, virginity. Don't. Don't wear hats. Don't wear sunglasses. Chest you know, games. like keep your pants on. Any don't wear a shirt. Articles. Wait, ma'am, you wear a shirt. Uh, anyways, can you? <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, I remember Sports watching bra. one of those uh, travel blogs of the guy who lost his sunglasses while he was filming, and I'm just like, dude, you wore your sunglasses on the ride. Of course, that's those are those are the deserved ones. Yeah, you know, reminisce, Reminence. reminiscence, reminiscence, reminiscence. That's the name of the movie. Yes, that's correct. The HBO thing. Uh, okay. HBO Max. Uh, it was on HBO Max. I think it was. Yeah. Like it was supposed to originally be theatrical released, yes. and then they put it on Max because it was pure. It was because of the, time. Yeah, of the yeah, flooding. Yeah. <laughs> She's flooded. Well, at least I hope being a New Orleans themed ride, you. I hope we can drink on it. <laughs> there you go. And 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 get some beignets when yeah. uh, women go down. The shoot and oh, okay. pull oh. up their shirts. That's right. They get, get beads. beads. They get yeah, beads. beads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they raise the shirt, the picture takes, they get down to the bottom, they suddenly have beads. Like, where did these beads come from? There you go. That would be kind of awesome. <laughs> All I remember is That's that. Where that did those beads come from? Yeah. The first time I ever saw that ride, I thought, oh, I have to be high doing this. <laughs> That's just crazy town. It, when you go inside of it and you got all these singing animals and it's bright colors, like wow. That drop looks so much more dramatic at the uh, the Disney World version. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Because I remember you were trying to talk, uh, what's her name, to go on the ride with you, and I said, don't do it. And you guys talked to her. She came back off the ride. She's like, you were right. I shouldn't have done that. Nah, I have nothing but good. You didn't ride it, Jeff? I know. Why? I didn't go on. No. Why? He doesn't ride stuff. I don't. I don't like. You don't like dramatic drops. drops, You don't like drops. It's just Splash Mountain. It's a pretty steep drop. I just don't like it. It's Disney. I am. I do not have a thing. I can't do heights. I can't do heights. I. I hated Deb forever for taking me to Magic Mountain. But oh, yeah. uh, to go on X, <laughs> on, and sometimes it depends yes. on awesome. the way the drop ends because with like my, my sciatic nerve, sometimes that dramatic stop at the end where you're, you know, 
Like, well, the best example was no, uh, the Jurassic Park ride at Universal. When That's you hit bad. the bottom of that, that not bad. you really kind of it. It's jarring. The, if you got the, a the nerve, thing, the downward G force really it's hit me. A, if you it, have a nerve thing, that's different. Back. That's different. It's, a, a, nerve it's a control thing, thing. Yeah. Jeff. That's a long way to say you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've been on it. I just don't like it. <laughs> there you go. That's what I said about her. Huh? Because I actually don't mind the one on Rise of the Resistance. That one's not bad at all. I don't mind. It's the all about one context. On, I guess. I mean, I don't mind. The drop that's in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland is not that's bad. Not the, what the what yeah, drop? It's <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like hitting a yeah. speed bump on DI. What the? <laughs> it's a drop, Those but it's speed not bumps dramatic. Can suck. I don't. I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one. I yeah. said it just depends on the particular ride. You like yeah. Animal Kingdom? The the ride the Never Yeti. Been. Never the, been to Animal Kingdom. Really? You guys went. So when we were when we booked that vacation. Deb said you guys were leaving on Monday, and I stayed an extra day, and I went to... NASA or whatever. To, yeah, to Kennedy Space well, Center. Well, to the other one. All right. But she didn't tell me that your flight was until later that afternoon and that you guys were going to Disney in the morning until, like, the Saturday before. She's like, oh, no, we're not leaving, like, now you have an Saturday excuse. morning. Now you have an excuse to go back to Disney. Uh, I kind of don't want to go to Florida for anything right now, <laughs> considering everything that's going on down there. Yeah. Uh, even for Disney. Uh, I forgive you. Yeah. Anyway, NBC has announced Surviving Earth, the eight-episode hour-long series, will recreate past extinction-level events our planet has faced while exploring the contemporary lessons that can be derived from them. Despite boiling seas, erupting supervolcanoes, shifting continents, the meteors that have choked the atmosphere, Earth creatures... from that. Shake your fist at the asteroid (laughs) as it comes down. We'll learn our lesson this time. Fuck you, asteroid! I know, I know. Plug the super volcano when, when, with yeah, a gigantic yeah, yeah, cork. Yeah, Dude, at this take point... Take a I, selfie and fall in. At this point, <laughs> I welcome the fucking asteroid. I, I know, mean, Jesus that, Christ, we've we've ruined the environment. <laughs> now we can't get through a, a political season without some kind of major scandal. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. Take out the Earth. NBC has yet to announce a fixed premiere date for Surviving Earth, but episodes will be available to stream on Peacock the day after they air. You know who's going to survive Earth? The worst of us. That's so the you're, you're not be wrong. You're, you'll be fine then. I'll be fine. <laughs> that's the sequel to the rest of us, isn't it? Oh, yeah. the, the worst, worst of, of us. us. Yeah. Isn't that this podcast? The prequel is This Is Us, right? <laughs> or no? Samsung recently announced that they are officially rolling out the Samsung Gaming Hub to all 2022 Samsung smart TVs and smart monitors. Enough with the fuck. Yeah. Gaming Hub is an all-in-one gaming streaming platform that allows you to access your services. As of right now, supported flat platforms. Jesus Christ! What the what? (laughs) Hour and thirty people. You you know what else does? Let's you you know a gaming computer, an Xbox, a Sony PlayStation. Let's get it. Fucking just continue reading, dude. They're building Xbox into freaking TVs now. Supported platforms include Google Stadia, Nvidia, GeForce Now, Utomic, and Xbox. With Amazon Luna coming soon. Mm. Samsung's president Wu Jin said, "Quote: The Samsung Gaming Hub combines Samsung's leadership in streaming technology with our expertise in creating the industry's most cutting-edge hardware, removing the barriers to entry so people can just." play with expanding partnerships across leading game streaming services and expert curated recommendations players will be able to easily browse and discover games from the widest selection available regardless of platform unquote what what gaming streaming services 
Uh, Samsung Gaming Hub is powered by Tizen that lets you use Bluetooth headsets and controllers so you don't have to buy new hardware. Uh, through the Gaming Hub, music and streaming services are also integrated to provide connections to Spotify, Twitch, and YouTube. Samsung's also touting advanced motion enhancements and latency-reducing technology. These TVs claim faster decoding and optimized buffer controls to reduce input lag by more than 30% on average compared to previous models. And also the latest AI upscaling technology from Samsung claims to, quote, optimize gaming graphics. So basically, uh, well, you, you subscribe to Xbox. Yes. You could play that on the TV. Without I a- have an Xbox. Yeah, but if you don't have an Xbox, you can just use it there. If I don't have an Xbox, why would I subscribe? Because you have a Samsung TV. Yeah, and don't have to buy a console. That's but then exactly I can't play Xbox. <laughs> but you just can- like that, with that face. You can, you, you can- and I got a promotion yeah. afterward. Yeah. <laughs> I see what's happening here. We're moving away from physical media. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't mm. listen to Paul 10 years ago? No, I listened on this podcast? and I agreed and with wait, Paul. It came to that point because uh, who was the maker of Assassin's Creed? Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. They're taking all their old games back or shit like that. They, they were taking so. off... They take, took back one. They... they That's just the start, Todd. Right, right. they took away Assassin, one of the Assassin's Creed's that was kind of like a sub-Assassin's Creed. It wasn't like one of the big releases. I think it came on to like, uh, like PSP for only and then it went on to the consoles. Okay. Uh, but they released it on Steam a long time ago. And as of last week, you could still buy DLC for it. And it was like on sale for 75% off. Uh, this week, it no longer exists. And the DLC you bought is moot. It doesn't exist anymore I'm either. Physical media or DRM free releases. Like one of my favorite PC games, FTL. Okay, I bought it once, I installed it on my machine, I have the install, I can install it on any other future machine I want, I don't have to check in every time I log in. Uh, But that's just it. You could do that with this up until this week. But even if you bought it on Steam, it's no longer available to you in your library. They they took it away. Yes. We're there. So like. So by that, they could just do the same to FTL. That's it. I'm done with video games. I'm going to only play board games. Physical media, baby. Yep. Uh, it's been a little while. Let's do some red light, green light. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. They're going to make this shit anyway. All right. Red light. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. Boing. It's been a little while, gentlemen. The money's been piling up. We got the green light another show. All Otherwise, right. the tax people are going to take this money away, all right? So we got to use it for something. And I, I got, got four pitches here. <laughs> you got to lay it upon one of these four, all right? All right. The shows that you have this week are the Pokemon trading card game, <laughs> Squid Game The Challenge, Nameless, and Reboot. We'll start with the first one. The Pokemon Company International announced a new unscripted series that will focus on the Pokemon trading card game. The Pokemon trading card game has been the cornerstone of the Pokemon brand since it was introduced more than 25 years ago, and at its center of its success is its fans. From dedicated competitors in the Play Pokemon program, and casual players battling after school with friends and family, to collectors and general enthusiasts, they're looking forward to spotlighting your stories out of diverse TCG fans. So what do you think of an unscripted show based on the Pokemon trading card game? I would rather lick your toilet seat. 
<laughs> and watch that. Them strong words. I got a nasty toilet seat. Oh, God. I don't know, man. There was a Magic the Gathering one a few years back. Really? That was kind of cool. Yeah. It's just a story about people uh, it playing followed, magic? It followed like two or three of the professional players. It was pretty cool. Okay. Okay. If it's so about that's what like, it's like that. If that's... it's about tournament play, then yeah, fine, I guess. And their story about how they got into the thing, how they got into the game, all that. But uh, yeah, green light that. I, guess. I hate it, and I wouldn't watch it. But yeah, people love that shit. It's nah. If you're if you're in any way interested in the game, not not the story by the game, just the game. Uh, it's interesting to see the tournament players and what what they do because they don't get a lot of they don't get a lot of press. So it's it's interesting to see like what do these people do for a living? Is this what they do? That's why I watched that Magic the Gathering thing. I don't know if I'd watch a Pokemon though. We'll see how it goes up against uh, Squid Game the Challenge. Netflix developing Squid Game the Challenge based on the hit series from South Korea. Contestants of this real world tournament will not be executed if they fail to compete events just sent <sighs> home. That's it, then. Yeah, done. No, done. Done. But the winner stands to win $4.56 billion, the largest lump sum cash prize in the history of televised game shows. Wait, wait, wait. Four point six billion. Four point five six million. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he, he, that's what I heard. Too. I heard billion. I was like, "Holy shit! Where do I sign?" <laughs> well, look who's reading the news over here. <laughs> That'd be Mushmouth. He's on the last round, and Matt suddenly like four point five six million. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Got to read your contracts, man. Still a lot of money. 456 players will don tracksuits and vie for a chance to Slovakian take home, players. There we go. home <laughs> the jackpot. <laughs> a global casting search is currently underway for the role of frontman, the MC of the contest, which centers around a number of well-known kids' games in South Korea. Now, so, Matt's kid game, the home ga- uh, squid game, the home game. Yeah, and Matt's already got a tracksuit, so he's in. <laughs> and apparently they are casting for the show now, so you, you can get in on it. Uh, I'm not doing it. Can I be one of the rich... Like hedonists that are watching and yeah. betting on their uh, in your bedazzled mask. My bedazzled mask. Do you get a copy of the home? Wait, game? your white mask that you sent oh, to him. Yeah, the cult mask. Oh. And to really sell it, you can uh, film it at your mama's <sighs> or daddy's in your case. Yeah, you shut up. <laughs> Red light. Seriously, Green light. Do you know what this is? Red this light. is double Green dare. Light. Red brought light. into modern uh, times. Elimination kid games. Green yeah. light. Red light. This isn't fun. Green light. And it's based on something that just, where people died. Red light. That was the that was the fun of it. That Green was light. The, the threat. <laughs> the fun was the murder. Actually it was. He, he's on to something. It's like it I would watch football <laughs> if the ball something. blew up after the fourth down. There you go. It's like wipeout with a little more challenge to it. Dodgeball with grenades. Yeah. Blood yeah, bowl. Yeah. Roller ball. Dodge a wrench. You can dodge a dodge wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch sports if that was it. <laughs> All right. Let's see how it goes against the nameless Harry Golding, who played Snake Eyes in the... Ah, right. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, thank you. Will lead the cast of Nameless, an upcoming TV series based on a book series by Dean Koontz and published by Amazon. Golding will step into the title role of Nameless, a Jason Bourne-esque amnesiac working on behalf of a shadowy agency. Quote, a bloodthirsty sheriff is terrorizing a small Texas town where justice has been buried with his victims until Nameless arrives, a vigilante whose past is a mystery and whose future is written in blood. 
Anyone who crosses Sheriff Russell Soaks is dead, missing, or warned. That's a weird way to put that. One of them is a strange <laughs> mother. Dead, missing, or... Wait, wait, wait. Stern strange warning. mother. <laughs> Here's your strongly worded letter, <laughs> you strange mother, you. Fuck you. That's... Let that be a <laughs> lesson. <laughs> How did you screw this up? You had to have. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. You can't even get it together. Keep on Hold going. Pull yourself then. together, Torgo. Power you through. unprofessional red-faced motherfucker, you. Jeff would have finished the paragraph People already. People are paying through the nose for this content, and this is what you're giving them. Look at your face. Just look at this fucking face of you. Wow. I was supposed to read Single Mother. <laughs> They say that cat is one strange mother. Shut, Shut your, your mouth. mouth. But I'm talking about the sheriff. <laughs> if we can dig it. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the Squid Game where where Torgo has to read the news, and every time he flubs, he gets like a cattle prod to the chest. Yeah. Actually, no. Someone in the world dies. Oh. oh. Or one of the 256. <laughs> and everyone's reading the news and just just praying that there he just go. gets it right. Does he have to like watch on a monitor? They have like different setups and yeah. like like oh yeah yeah a little haptic like a platform feedback over suit, spikes you know? and if he mispronounces the platform goes <laughs> uh huh and you see Vlarg ah! <laughs> of course I'll be the first one. To go. Well, yeah. He's like, oh wait, it's Barry. Now now I'll last at least till the last five minutes of this of that movie because I. I know I'm the antagonist. Well, I, I'm comfortable with an antagonist. That and the fact that Todd will be watching the screens, and as soon as you come up, <laughs> I'm watching with those crosshairs. Mary going. had a little lamb. Will become lamb, 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 lamb. No, because <laughs> that's how I'm gonna. I'm gonna die with a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Mr. Bill style scream you did though. That was like, <laughs> Single mother. Now, one of them is a single mother, apparently. <laughs> Trying to protect the children, but bracing herself for the worst. Nameless fears the outcome. He's seen it in his visions. Oh, God. Now it's time to teach the depraved Soaks a lesson in fear. Depraved Soaks? That's his name. That's the Sheriff Soaks. Sheriff oh, Soaks. Sheriff, oh. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I actually got that right. Sheriff Soaks. But all these that right there is a uh, But no. in turning predators into prey, will Nameless unearth a few secrets of his own? Nameless, a riveting collection of short stories about a vigilante nomad stripped of his memories and commissioned to kill. As he moves from town to town, the pain of his past can't hold him back until the dark and splintered visions lead him toward his greatest test yet. In addition to starring, Golding is also set to executive produce the project under his Longhouse Productions banner. So what do you think about the show Strange Mother? (laughs) (laughs) I like Uh, our Strange Mother idea better than that one. Way better. Uh, I like Golding a lot, but uh, this isn't... Jason Bourne, like, that instantly, like kind of turned me off it's like ah they've done that yeah you've seen, you've Jason seen it Bourne. I feel like you've yes seen it. and it they did they did a lot of them very well so you know um, this plot seems boring and juvenile and the location <sighs> turns I just I don't care about Texas yeah well I don't. there's that too <laughs> you know what, what what's what's the second season he helps young girls go out and get abortions in New Mexico <laughs> <laughs> 
Although, wait a minute, that's actually that uh, that would be a good yeah. series. Yeah, can, abortion yeah. smuggler. Right. No, we, we just call it abort yeah. with a exclamation yeah. point. Fetus coyote. You know how once Fetus a <laughs> wow. You know how once an episode I have a good idea. This is your bad idea for the episode. Oh, but I only have one. Only one. Uh, fetus For coyote. Lucky. I like that. No, I like no. it. Red light. That is great. Red oh, light. I do like that fetus coyote. Oh. Blazing red light. And finally, there <laughs> is reboot. The '90s cartoon reboot is getting a live-action reboot. No. Uh, Seven Bucks Production has no. penned a deal with Netflix to give the '90s cartoon an upgrade. Knowing for being the first TV show to use all 3D animation, the series followed the adventures of a guardian named Bob and his companions Enzo and Dot Matrix as they work to keep the computer system of mainframes safe from viruses and other threats. The rebooted show will follow the same premise, but with live actors. And no, the user. And no word on who will be playing uh, Bob, Dot, and Enzo at this time. What do you think of reboot of reboot? I never saw a reboot. Never saw it, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Doesn't need a real life. It, it's kind of like Younger Tron. Yeah. 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 Wow. <clears throat> the whole I, premise of that show is they're trying. They're fighting against the user, so the player. And, and you like keep sending like game cubes down, and they have to. Well, it's like different games that all of a sudden it loads up. They're talking about something. All of a sudden, the game loads up. So it's like you playing a game, and they think if the if the user wins, well, it makes life, sense because Barry is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Really. They think if the user wins. Their life's over. Like it destroys the whatever world they're in. They don't realize it's a game. Yeah, they exist in a computer. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a, like okay. a Tron thing. See, they needed Matt to write that pitch. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, I almost got interested. Not interested. Red light. Well, there you go. There's your choices. Oh boy. You got Pokemon trading card game, Squid Game, the challenge, Strange Mother, Nameless, and <laughs> Reboot. Where do you want to lay your green light? <sighs> Blark. I'm going to lay it on Pokemon because the Magic the Gathering version of this did decently. And I think yes, you could sell did. a few units here. Yeah. Matt. I agree with him on that one. Uh, I did like the Magic the Gathering one. And they, for anyone who's a little millennial or whatever, it played this game, Pokemon, really. So I like it. Green light that. Red light, green light, red light, green light. Squid game. <laughs> Jeff. I frankly don't like any of these. We got pitches, a pile of money, Jeff. We got to put it on something. I guess I got to go with uh, Pokemon because if you know, if it's done that documentary style, like I think that'll be fine. But I just I don't know. None of these sound great. Kirsten. Yeah, Pokemon. Same reason. Not I don't like coyote. it. I don't like it. But uh, somebody's gonna watch it. And and I like Golding, but I just don't like the yeah. repeat of the premise. The uh, Dean Koontz, though, yeah, mm, Koontz, it, it's spelled <laughs> really. He, he just put in the two O's to you know make sure people pronounce you it. You just different. wanted to say that word, yeah. He just Dev's not here to rein you in, really. Like that to say one that word. word, I'll uh, you would do great in England. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let me try to talk to him. <laughs> And then uh, the TV show, the boys didn't use the word as much as you do. That, true, that's true. Uh, uh, what else was there? There was reboot. Yeah, reboot, reboot. I, and, I, and Squid Game. You know what? It, it's so funny because I, 
I don't know. I loved Tron. I just loved Tron. And yeah. I wish that they could actually come up with a a Tron that they could do that would be, you know, fun to watch and they not get caught up in, in whatever nonsense they get caught up whenever they try to do it. <laughs> hey, man, you know? Legacy was an awesome music video. Well, yeah, really. All right. But um, that sound, speaking of soundtracks, yeah. that one, holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Come on. And then uh, Daft Punk, okay. the movie. And so <laughs> nameless. Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh, wait. Squid Game. I'll go with Squid Game. I'm changing. Really? It's 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 topical. It's 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 the thing. Would you watch it? I dude, dude I'm not gonna show. watch any of these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching any of these. So I I I stumbled across American Ninja Warrior the other night. And, God, that's such a terrible series. Yeah, and so I just was reminded how much. I, well, actually, you know what it was? I was putting on uh, the TV for the dogs. Ah. I would go out and I put on NBC. And I, is it like uh, America's Got Talent Week or something? Because it I, seems well, every like, day is. Yeah, because it's it's like it's on all the time. Off season. All, all of the shit, all of this reality stuff is just. That's that's what the summer. That's uh, what the summer. It's all TV talent series shows. is. Yeah. All God, I'm, I saw a great meme earlier. I shared it on Facebook. Somebody was like. The only reason we love summer is because for twelve years of our life, it was our only time off. And yeah. we've been brainwashed into loving it. But when you think about it, it's a shit time of the year. <laughs> it's really terrible. <laughs> it's like that answers it. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Squid Game. I say Squid Game. All right. Well, given the vote for Squid Game, obviously Pokemon ran away with it. That's where we're putting our money in the Pokemon show. Yeah. All right. But which of these do you think are fake? Uh, Matt. Uh... I'm gonna have to go with probably Pokemon. <laughs> Even though you voted for I it, I know, but I just, wouldn't be the first time we voted for a thing. Hey, the vote is for what you think is gonna work, yeah, right? Not, not I, if it's real or not. I think I read somewhere about the Squid Game thing coming. So, yeah, yeah, Pokemon. Flark, what do you think's fake? I think that nameless one is fake. It, it seems too formulaic. Wow. Well, props then whoever came up with it because Henry Golding. Yeah, because Hollywood's nothing if not formulaic. Right. You know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just hoping that that's fake. That's okay. Jeff, what do you think's fake? I think reboot is fake. Because I don't see them doing that as a live action. I mean, I've been wrong before, clearly, but uh, I think that's the fake one. Kirsten, what do you think's fake? I think Pokemon is fake. Because I think somebody is playing on the Magic the Gathering docuseries heartstrings. The <laughs> fake one was sent to us this week by Pat Sparrow, and it is Reboot. Ah. Well, there you go. You and Pat Sparrow like this <laughs> <laughs> together. So good job, Pat. Another fine one. And that uh, means Pokemon, Squid Game, and Nameless are all in some form of production. Yeah, the other three just sounded like stuff that Hollywood would definitely do. You know, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. Reboot isn't something Hollywood would definitely do? Uh, I, it's, it's got a bit of a cult following, but it's not a huge... Mm. I haven't seen it, so... It's I, not a well-remembered property. Right. I, I barely remember it. Right. And, uh, I mean, I think I watched an episode going, oh, this is kind of neat. It's going to be groundbreaking. Oh, this is boring as hell. Mm. 
But there are people that absolutely love that series. Like, they can't get enough of it, and I just think it's terrible. Well. What do you think is terrible? Write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. Or if you want to send us a pitch, write the pitch in the body of your email and put pitches, bitches in the subject heading so we can find it easy. And we want to thank our Kofi members this week. But before I do that, I want to put a special thank you. Last week, we gave away the Whiskey Golem to Kenton Miller. That was the, the painted mini. But I want to put a thank you out to Scoop Addison for sending us that model to make, paint, and give away. Thank you. So, Scoop Addison, thank you so much for contributing that. And I also want to thank our Banana Pudding Tier 1 members, Sir Chomps, Matthew Bates, David Highbriar, Scoop Bucky, Highland Scoop, Chad Wilson, Ambivalent Hoax, Richard Bruins, Scoopatron, Mandy, Sour Maddie D, Jacob Flora, Aaron Esquire, Multiverse Tonight, Bust Rod, Scully, Mr. Dumble Dave, Froyog Softserg, Minty Scoop, and Gil. And I also want to thank... Hold our- up, hold up, hold up. It was one of those people that you thanked named Richard Bruins. Buddy, I got your address wrong here. Write to us so I can get you your stickers. Aha! Aha! And I want to put a big thank you to our brand new Tier 4 member, Atomic Gumby, along with our other Tier 4 members, King Vault, Deb T, David Farrar, and of course our Tier 5 members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. Gumby, you upgraded? Sure did. Yeah, buddy. Because I'm Gumby, damn it. And I want to thank you, all of our Kofi members, for keeping our lights on. And if you, for some reason, hate our free socialist show and you want to punish us with capitalism, go to KO I. Try again. I'm going to try that again. Okay. Koi. Go to Koi. Go to Koi. Just because they didn't do the WWW. Something fishy about that. Go to KO FI. Dot com slash geek shock to learn more about your tiers and the rewards that you get. And sorry, uh, Gumby. Sorry, I, I just sorry, Gumby. I've just been crushing it, decked out in Minecraft, and I uh, I think I finally tied Chai. So uh, there's still room for you to to kick our ass, but you know you better get on it. And if you want to see us in person, we are going to be at the Las Vegas Comic Con. The Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. This September. That's what it's called, the Amazing Las Vegas. The Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. This September, uh, we'll have our own booth. Our first time having a con booth where we'll be giving away fabulous prizes. Yeah, prizes baby. Prizes not guaranteed to be fabulous. Uh, some of them are pretty damn fabulous. You just got to spin the wheel right. Torgo, not guaranteed to be fabulous. I might be one of the prizes. Wheel, not guaranteed to be existing. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. With special guest star Vlarg. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I'm just going to say a new thing every time. Just, yeah, you're special. Special. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, I want you to keep doing that every week because yeah. I look forward to that getting harder and harder as time goes on. I realize That's what that. she said. <laughs> Wait, can he be tonight's special guest star and then just like at the beginning of Police Squad have him like die like the first 10 seconds of that? Yeah. I mean, we could only do it once, but sure. You know. Oh, no, we could do it every week. <laughs> yeah, like Squid Game. I don't want it unless it's permanent. What, what, what's, what, what's strange mother about that? What, what are you, an old school D&D player? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Must be permanent. I absolutely <laughs> clear. <laughs> Tomb of Horrors? Was, there's nothing wrong with Tomb no, of Horrors. They gotta die to like the game. Saving throw versus death. None of this. I got three chances to not die. Uh, hey, it's... Uh, uh, I can say from experience that that doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're right. It puts the percentage way low, though. Real low. I gotta say, one of my favorite things to do when people drop 
and they get they fail their first saving throw and they fail their second saving throw then this is a fun thing feel free to do this in your own games you the, the icy hand of death uh claws at you and you you awaken but you're not in a normal room you're in a in a weird cavern and at the end of the uh, the cavern there is a is a very dark cavern you're in the cavern is like a bright light and you feel like you want to walk toward it but then someone stops you along the way and then there's where you insert like the the devil type of character that'll give you a choice hey you know you can live ah. but you got to do me a favor or it could just be sloth from Goonies. Hey, hey you guys! <laughs> that would be even. That's the other side. Oh, okay. So you have to choose what happens to you. You know, you could you could make a deal with the devil to make sure that you pass your next saving throw and you wake up with like full hit points or something magic, or you could become a drooling fucktard and uh, you like Baby Ruth. It's, you know, it's up to you as a DM. You do what you want. Saving throw versus one. Saving throw versus par- paralysis. And saving throw guess- versus. Brutal fuck tartary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>